Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP. Hello, and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. It's me, Dave Thomas, along with Chris McGee, Kevin Conlon, and Jamie Noboom. And tonight we have a special guest from Realtree Outdoors, Tyler Jordan. So Tyler is the son of Bill Jordan, which is the maker of Realtree, uh, one of the best camo companies to ever be made, and longest running, probably. Yep. What did you guys say? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's been going on for a long, very long time. Uh, Tyler is now... Um, Working at Realtree uh, full time after you graduate from Ole Miss, so we'll talk to him about all that and uh, what they got going on. I know they started a fishing pattern and uh, um, they have a lot of great hunting camel patterns. If you haven't heard of them, I highly doubt it. You're living under a rock if you <laughs> don't know Realtree, but um, just a ton of different camel patterns. Uh, you pretty much see them on everything from clothing to um, bows, obviously, um, arrows, trucks. They've been on trucks. Uh, GM's got a truck right yeah. now, Chevy truck. Um, they're on a lot. Pet They're stuff, on a roll, man. They're uh, on a roll. <laughs> auto, ATV, bags and cases, boats. Uh, Everything. <clears throat> I was in getting my... Phone cases. <laughs> I was getting my Silverado uh, uh, my oil changed yesterday, and I saw one in the parking lot, one of those real tree trucks. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, dude. Money. It's like embroidered <laughs> real tree on the leather. I was just... <laughs> thought about trading it. <laughs> hey, Tyler, how's it going, man? What's going on at real tree today? Oh, not much. Just started work. Uh, this is actually my first week of work here. Um, it's uh, trying not to get fired after this week, <laughs> but you know, dad, dad, dad's putting me to the grind. I'm working in the marketing department. Um, we got a lot of different projects going on, so we're we're pretty busy here. So you just graduated from Ole Miss uh, what, a year ago, you said? Yes. Cool. So you got that done. You started work at Realtree. Um, I mean, you kind of already know this business, right? You've been around it for a long time. Is this like, are you learning a lot, or is it kind of like you kind of know it already, but just some areas you're learning? Um, there, there's a lot I'm learning. I mean, as far as the overall industry, I feel like I have a pretty good feel for that. But, you know, in this business, there's a lot going on. There are a lot of different moving pieces. Um, you know, for us here, you know, people don't realize this, but designing camouflage patterns takes a lot of time. And... You know that that's you know that's our business at the end of the day is our camouflage patterns and it takes us you know four or five years to make camouflage patterns which people would, wouldn't realize that and you know they probably think we crank them out pretty quick but that is really particular you know it takes a lot of testing for us he wants to make sure it works in all different parts of the country yeah. um, so you know it but it, you know I'm, I'm I'm learning a lot you know there's a lot on the marketing side although I was a, a marketing major you know there's still a lot that that I've learned, and then we've kind of dabbled in, the, in this fishing industry, too. I was just at ICAST a week and a half ago, and, um, you know, there's there's a lot there, too, that I've, I'm unfamiliar with. Like, I grew up bass fishing, but as far as that industry, that's a whole new ball field. It's so a big we have one, people yeah. here that have you know, been around hunting their whole lives, and, you know, it's a, a completely new game, but, you know, we're excited about it. We introduced last week um, the fishing patterns. And we're really excited about that. We have some partners that we're going to come with. Uh, Pelican is doing some coolers and tumblers. We have Gemini that's doing jerseys. Uh, Coliseum, which they're the fourth largest collegiate manufacturer, they're going to do fishing patterns as well. So, you know, there, there's a lot of good things. Just, you know, other than the hunting that we're working on, the fishing, I think we have a really good opportunity, uh, you know, to do well in there. Fishing's huge, man. That's, yeah. <clears throat> that's a big one. And when I was down in... Uh florida and i was at tampa for a vacation and also in myrtle beach but both of those areas i noticed a lot of uh, the salt life brand and, and that stuff they, they're that's a you know they're that's bigger than i thought it was yeah. that stuff was everywhere hotels oh, and you know boat wraps crazy right 
a lot of that face mask yeah, and, stuff. And, that, and, 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 that, and, that, and that's something, too, you know, for us. I mean, a lot of hunters are fishermen. You know, there's oh, yeah. a lot of crossover there. And so I think it was just natural for us. You know, we've entertained it in the past about doing a fishing pattern. But, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it just makes sense for our brand. And my dad was always a fisherman growing up. His dad actually owned a boat business. And so before Realtree, he was selling boats and he fished in tournaments. So I think it was just a natural extension of our brand. And uh, my dad's always wanted to get into it, but we just saw the right opportunity. And I think it's a good time to try to break into that industry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's logical that you guys would have camo patterns that do fishing. I mean, for sure. And it's exciting because it honestly, there's a lot of potential there if you think about it, right? You got a boat, there's, there's boat seats, there's everything on a boat that can have a camel pattern. There's the clothes that these, these guys wear when they're fishing, when they're doing salt fishing, and when they're doing inland fishing of freshwater. Um, and boating in general is a, is a huge thing. And I think I've seen a lot of Realtree on the water um, regularly too, that's not specific to fishing, but um, a lot of good right. stuff. But this is going to be interesting because it opens up a lot of doors for you guys and it also opens up a whole different marketing strategy, to be honest, because now you're talking a whole different level of fishermen. No, that's right. And I think, too, you know, for us, it's not just about, you know, we wanted to give that fishing guy his own identity. Like, we didn't want him to have, you know, because our camo patterns, they're primarily made for your outdoorsmen and your hunters. So with these patterns that we've designed, uh, you know, we're really excited about those. It's not your typical stick and limb pattern. Now, we do have some of our DNA in there. There's a brush and a limb. But these are really cool designs. They're actually four different colors, and we can do so much with those designs. So uh, we want to do something specifically for the fishermen, and we really hope that they like it. And last week there was a really good response. Um, so we have a lot of good partners that we're going to come with and, and some uh, that we're going to announce next year. We're working on a couple sunglass companies. So I, I, I'm really excited about that brand. This is much as I am on the hunting side. Yeah, that's really cool, man. It's exciting. I think a um, lot to go from, from here. And we'll definitely get you back on the podcast later in the year to kind of get an update on what's going on because that is interesting to us, too, yeah. to see how far that will go for you guys. And uh, wish you the best of luck in the fishing realm. But in the real tree oh, realm, <laughs> in the camel realm that, that yeah. we all know, the yeah. hunting realm, let's talk about the Chevy truck real quick because that thing is sick. And Jamie was just <laughs> okay. saying before we got you on, they just saw one yeah. actually recently in a parking lot. Um, yeah, I was, I was getting my oil changed, so I decided to walk around the lot, and I saw it sitting there. And I mean, that thing's phenomenal. The, just the logo on the seats, oh, the rims, everything. I almost went in and started talking about a trade-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're excited about that too. I mean, you know, we've had a relationship um, for, with Chevrolet for the last twelve years, and they've been a partner on our TV show. They've sponsored. Us, uh, my dad and David um, get a truck for them every year promoting the Chevy truck and uh, they actually told us this year that they were or, or last year they were wanting to do a, a real tree version so they designed it themselves um, you know there's been a really good response on that too uh, you know so I was actually in Mississippi in Oxford Mississippi I went to school at Ole Miss but it's a small town and there were two of those trucks driving around and you know I was kind of worried you know, if it was going to resonate a whole lot with the outdoorsmen. Uh, but I think, yeah, a lot of, they said it did really well. So next year they're going to have a different version of that truck coming out. Uh, I think in a different color. It's in black right now. Yeah. And then awesome. yesterday I actually posted um, on my Instagram, but there's a commercial with me. And then later this week I'm going to post uh, a different commercial with me, uh, Austin Dillon, NASCAR driver, Nick Munt, and my dad. And it's all centered around the Chevy truck. So it's been a really cool program. We're honored. You know, Chevy's been a really good partner of ours uh, for a long time. That's so cool. I mean, it's just cool to see it. You know, I mean, for you guys, it's got to be awesome to see it on, like, a big company brand thing. Yeah. You know, like, that's really, really cool. Obviously, you guys have seen them on four-wheelers oh, sure. and things like that over the years. But when you get into mainstream General Motors type stuff, that's pretty big, man. That's, that's in my opinion, massive. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. I mean, our family, you know, every, even my mom's side of the family, all we've had is Chevrolet products. And, uh, I mean, when I first saw it, it was just, it was really humbling. I mean, I know my dad, 31 years ago, never would have seen the Realtree logo showing up on a Chevrolet yeah. truck being co-branded. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's quite the honor. Yeah, it looks, we're watching that video right now that you posted. It looks awesome. 
Wow, this is cool. So as far as the original pattern, where did, how did your dad come up with that? I mean, he just, he just decided one day, you know, I need myself a good hunting jacket. <laughs> it's that simple, you think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, um, you know, all they had back then was, you know, was military camouflage patterns. Yeah. And he really thought he could do something better. Um, you know, he was always a big outdoorsman, and he just thought he could make something that could be more appealing and marketed towards hunters. You know, there was tree bark back then. Um, you know, they had some uh, share of that industry as well. And, he, I mean, he, he took... So there's a big tree in his mother's backyard that still stands there today. And it's credited. My dad was really artistic. He actually drew the first pattern, hmm. uh, traced it off of that off of that tree wow. and took it to SHOT Show in 19, 1985, I think, and uh, it had a really good response. He was sending photos to Bass Pro, to Bellas, Walmart, and they were all asking him. They were like, you know, how can we get our hands on this pattern? Well, by 9 o'clock in the morning of the SHOT Show opening day, he had all four buyers in his booth, Cabela's, wow. Bass Pro, Walmart. <laughs> And they said, Bill, can you make us 400,000 pair of pants? <laughs> and, and, and so and my dad's reaction was, I can't make you, you know, 4,000 pair of pants, you know, let alone 400,000. And so for those of, for those people that don't know the Realtree business, we're a licensing company. Yeah. And so we, we make the camouflage pattern, we market it, but we license it. So um, that day when they asked him to make that many pair of pants, he went to Walls. Uh, which is, you know, still around today, but Walls actually made, um, started making the pants and the shirts, and then there was a glove company close by, the, his booth that he got with, uh, Rocky Boots was right there, so they were some of his first partners that started licensing for Realtree. Nice. Now, let nice. me tell you a little story about those Walls coveralls. <laughs> <laughs> My dad got one of the first pair, right? And probably five years ago, I talked him into getting a new set of uh, hunting clothes. I mean, he wore those for wow. 20 years. Took God knows how many deer. Wow. Can we get our hands on those to send it? He send may them. sell <laughs> for the museum. For the museum. <laughs> He'll sign them, too. We'll have those come in. <laughs> like, that seriously, can you upgrade? No. I shoot a deer every year. What am I going to upgrade for? <laughs> oh, yeah. And no, we were hunting, we were hunting too, with uh, President Carter. Uh, is a good friend of ours. He only lives like an hour and 30 minutes from Columbus, and he's hunted with us the last three springs for turkey. And uh, he has the first advantage pattern in a bunch wow. And it's faded It's faded as can be, almost white. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's offered to get him, you know, all kind of the new camo, you know, Under Armour, scent blocker, whatever, and he's turned it down. Wow. He said he, 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 he likes his original shirt, doesn't want to change. Yeah. <laughs> Why break the luck? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now we're talking. Do you guys have like a museum like that with some older stuff? So we released. So our 30 year anniversary was last year, and we came out with a original hat just to kind of commemorate that year. But we had such a good response from it that. We decided to license it out to a few people, so we are going to have some products to come out this fall. Cool. Uh, I know Drake. Drake is going to carry the original pattern, mm-hmm. uh, and so is Bandit. Duck hunting. And I think oh, those. Nice. Are, I think those right now are the only two. That's uh, cool. Drake That's is going awesome. to do it for their for their non typical line, and uh, and Bandit mainly for waterfowl. The funny part is, I'm looking at it right now. We got it up here, and uh, it, it, I like it. Like I, <laughs> I kind of like like that. Yeah, we got a couple sweatshirts, and they're really cool. Yeah, I like that you bring it. You almost bring it back, you know. Yeah. And I think that's kind of neat to, you know. It's a great pattern, though, for those, you know, the cypress swamps down south and stuff. I mean, it blends right into right. that. Yeah, I, right. And for somebody know. hunting the timber for yep. duck hunting too, I think it's going to be very effective Huge too. Advantage. I wore the Drake jacket duck hunting in Arkansas this year. I mean, all the duck hunters were loving it just because, you know, we've never really had a, a dark timber pattern. And I think this is the closest that we're, you know, we, we're going to come to that. And I think just, too, for the nostalgia of it, um, you know, people just wanted to have a real tree original mm-hmm. something, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would wear it just because it's vintage looking. Um, but I, I think it's going to be good for that person hunting it, 
you know, the dark. Yep, the dark, shadowy hardwood. timber. So, uh, you know, we, we, yeah, so talking about waterfowl and, and upland type stuff, what do you guys, so what's the main one for that, the Max 5? Yeah, yeah, Max 5 for waterfowl, and then we have Realtree XT for the western pattern. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, but those are our two other patterns besides Realtree Extra right, right now. Nice. And then the, uh, so the other thing is, you know, we noticed you had some Nike boots on your uh, page. <laughs> What's the situation with those? Yep. Are those something that's being sold or they just send you that uh, hook you up or? So, th- so, th- so those are sold for this year. They've had three different models of that. I'm pretty sure you can go on Nike.com and you can oh, get that. It's sweet. called the Jungle Boot. And I, and I think that's the third, I'm pretty sure that's the third generation right there. Wow, cool! And they and they and they really they really are good boots. I mean, I wore them this year. Uh, elk hunt, I wore them elk hunting and I wore them mule deer hunting last year. They were phenomenal. Now, is Nike? Uh, are they? Are they? Do, is this something they're trying to get into? Do you know, or is this just kind of like just for fun? Or I, I think they're kind of messing around with it. You know, we've done some stuff in the past with them. They've done some shoes. Um, they've done some tennis shoes in real tree. They, they've done this boot, but I think they just kind of want to experiment and see how it goes. Yeah, because it's interesting. You know, that part of the country for them, yeah, is, is not really big into the hunting and that industry. But uh, I think they're kind of playing around with with possibly getting in it. Yeah, because it's one of those things where when they look at the landscape of their business, right, and they see Under Armour doing so much, right, in the hunting industry, they're probably thinking like, "Well, we can beat them," or we, you know. And Nike's pretty dang big. I mean, let's be honest. So is Under Armour, but Nike's huge. And right, I, I am curious. Right. Like when I see that, I'm like, I didn't know they're really into hunting. And then the other part of me is like, well, maybe they're looking at Under Armour and saying, why would we let them just take that market? I don't know. You know, it's interesting though because you look at these bigger names like Nike and Under Armour coming into a market that's a lot smaller. You know, with Scentlock and things like that in the clothing realm. It's interesting to see where that's right. going to go, but I mean, for you guys, I don't think it necessarily really matters either way. If they want to license it, hey, you know, who cares? So mm-hmm. let them go for it. It's not going to hurt anything, right? And it's been and, it, and it's been successful for them, and even some of their athletes too. They sponsor are hunters. Yeah, um, you know, you imagine Ryan, a real tree Air Jordan retro shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hey, that's what I'm talking. Hey, Phil, Phil Knight, listen up. <laughs> No, that would be. But something. they have, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan is an outdoorsman. Justin Tuck, who was you know, played for the Giants, he played for the Raiders. He's a good friend of ours, and he was a Nike-sponsored athlete. And then they have Adam Jones on the baseball side, who actually has a real tree Orioles cleat. Oh so wow! It's, it's our that that's actually in our fishing pattern design, and uh, but it's but it's uh, you know the Orioles color, the orange cleat. So. It, you know, it'd be really cool to, you know, do stuff like that, too. And so they, they've been a good partner, although, you know, they haven't really gone full-blown on the hunting. You know, they've, done a, they've had a good program, um, you know, with the shoes and whatever else they've done. Yeah, that's really cool. And I was telling uh, Tyler earlier, we were on the phone before the podcast, just chatting about uh, life in general. But um, <laughs> uh, I was telling him that, you know, it was really impressive, the new Realtree logo. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of that? You know, No, I'd love it. Yeah, I just thought I it was stellar, of, man. Yeah, I mean it. Pops I wear it all the time. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just been awesome, and, and you know, and speaking of uh, like clothing for Upland and things like that, um, do you guys do anything that's like blaze orange, or is that something you might be getting into or anything? Uh, you know, we we looked at doing it. We had a blaze orange pattern a long time ago. It's just not that big of a market. Um, it's not so much that we wouldn't design the pattern. We just don't have a lot of manufacturers that are big into it. Okay. And I think for the Upland game, too, they like having that bright orange, you know, just for safety. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as the pattern goes, I, I don't know if it would if it would be a good sell or not. I'd be, I'd be interested in doing it. You know, I love hunting, you know, pheasants and, and quail and all that. But um, I just don't know, you know, for the safety aspect, too, if you want to be mixing, you know, camouflage designs in there yeah what about what about black because you know black's been very popular in the bow realm and to have like a black pattern is that Probably. something you guys have done or thought about black gray. so so we're so we're looking at doing it too with this with this fishing pattern that we got going on so we're going nice. to have this fishing pattern and then we're also going to have so it's the, we're going to take the fishing logo out on some things and we're going to have different designs with different licensees and we are looking at doing it on bows clothes uh shoes boots so 
you know, nice. that's definitely something we're going to explore. I think there are endless opportunities with this fishing pattern. Oh, you know, we're, oh, we're not yeah. going to restrict it strictly to just to fishing. I think even for the athletic side of things, now Coliseum is going to do it for fishing, but they're also also going to have this fishing pattern for the lifestyle brand. Dude, these uh, I don't, I don't DCs. know. These DC shoes are, are killing me here. I love them. I'm, <laughs> I just got caught up on this picture. I know. This <laughs> is so killer, man. Like, is this? <laughs> ha, ha, so, did they launch a, like a line of these, or just one or two, or? No, they they. It was like, uh, it was like five different things. They had sandals, shoes. Wow. Uh, yeah, they had three or four different shoes and a pair of sandals. Wow, these are so sweet. Yeah. If you can get Steph Curry to wear a pair of real trees, I think Dave's son will be all over them. We get Curry, man. I'm coming uh, no, down I to see you with Curry. I want to get, get, get Rob Dyrdek wearing real trees. There you go. Yeah, there we go. But even oh, like for the fishing aspect, the boating, like the real tree pattern. But didn't that, sorry to change subject, but didn't Rob, didn't that guy die, though, this buddy? Big Black. Yeah, no, Big did. Black didn't. Oh, yeah, that's sad, yeah. I yeah, he did. I love that. That show was awesome. I know, I enjoyed that show. I laughed a lot, man. That was, it was pretty funny. I, I, you I know. wanted to build a fantasy oh, factory. Yeah, well, we're going to build one in Kevin's basement <laughs> here in a minute. <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they not still doing that show? I I'm not sure. I think he changed the name. I think it's a different show now. He does right. I thought he. Well, he did ridiculous. It's not yeah. ridiculous, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that guy's not in it. Big or the big guy's not in it. No. no. So I. Well, obviously he's not here anymore. But I mean, it. Uh, uh, sorry. What were you saying, Crystal? Before that. Oh, no, like a deck shoe for boating and stuff. Yeah. Oh, the deck shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Low, low cut. Speaking of that, yeah, because I know uh, Muck Boots is getting involved with some deck shoes on one of their brands. That might be something you guys should look at and connect with. Yeah, I um, saw that. I saw that. I was actually on their site yesterday. I have it. Boots. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we wear them all the time <laughs> yeah, here. We that's all I we wear. do you know we do a lot of photography <laughs> for Muck and um, all their brands, and that's one shoe that we do a lot of on the boats. We work a lot on that, and everybody here has them, and we we, we like wearing them a lot, and they're just extremely comfortable, mm-hmm. and they have these like water holes, yeah, like when you, you step, the water out. drains. They have drain holes, like if you get water in your shoe. So you can wear. I, wa- I wore them the oh, other wow. day in Maryland. I was in Maryland. I walked through a riverbed with them on. My feet were, you know, underwater by a foot, and I came out on the rocks. And about ten minutes later, my feet were dry again because it it air dries. It's a thin material, and it has a, it drains. <laughs> yeah, I, I wear them on my boat fishing all the time. Now that I have them, I mean they are. They're always. perfect for fishing. I mean, really, I wouldn't go on a hike. Wow, with them, that may, that may be know. something. That may be something to look into for the fishing pattern. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Oh, for yeah, sure. it's it's one of those shoes that. They, and actually, they use those. Uh, um, they use that brand. Uh, what's the brand called? It's not Muck. It's uh, extra, extra tough. Extra, extra tough. tough. Extra they tough. use it on Deadliest Catch, so it's always on that show now. It's funny because they wear the same hats <laughs> oh, they wow. sent to us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they they don't wear those those shoes, but they wear those big rubber, uh, you know, rubber ice boots and stuff, ice boot ones or whatnot. I think you should go out and film a little bit on Deadly's Catch, see how it works out. <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, we'll send Tyler. <laughs> yeah, you need to go test that, your pattern. That's good for the real tree fishing brand. <laughs> test your pattern, crab fishing. <laughs> That's exactly right. You'll see me go over. It'd be good for real tree. Be the last you see. Yeah. It'd last about three hours. Yes, that didn't work out so good, that job. Yeah, there ain't no way I'm going to last out there. Um, Okay, so we we talked a lot about business, which was fun. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about hunting. So I know you – I heard from a birdie. Bud, that you have a busy schedule coming up. Uh, He mentioned that to me. Are you – do you have a lot of traveling coming up? I was talking to Bud Fisher earlier. Clarify that. He said that you were busy. It's going to be busy, um, you know. This is going to be my first year not having school, so thank God I can go, you know, hunt a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, my first trip, I'm going for real tree fishing. I'm going to go the 14th to the 19th of August to go to Montana to go fly fishing, and then I leave August 23rd to go mule deer hunting. It's where I I sent you that picture earlier, but it's where I killed my first mule deer last year, and I've become addicted to that mule deer hunting. That's been wow. so much fun. Now um, is that uh, I shot that deer. Go ahead. Sorry. That's in Alberta. And how far of a uh, how far of a shot was that? It was seventy three yards. It was seventy three, and I would never take that far of a shot. I mean, usually that's not that's not me. But the, the outfitter told me the first day I got out there. We got three days before opening season uh, started, but um, he told me he's like Tyler, you're going to have to cool. make potentially just because <laughs> the crops are so high. Yeah. Just to get some elevation, anywhere between sixty to eighty yards. And I was like, "Dude, I'm not going to shoot between sixty and eighty yards." Yeah, you know, there's just no way. So he said, "You're going to have to practice." He said, "Those those mule deer are going to be way out there. 
He said, and they'll stand still for you. He said, once you get up, they're either going to take off or they're going to stand still for, you know, 30 seconds. So, so sure enough, that deer, he gave me plenty of time. And, uh, so I, I made a, I made a pretty good shot and I'm going to go back and do that again this year. And then I leave straight from there to go to Utah. Going to Utah with dad. Dad's never killed a mule deer before. So wow. I'm surprised by that. Me with, yeah, he's just, you know, his passion though is just the, he loves the whitetail and the turkey yeah. and the elk. That's just, that's just his passion. I mean, he's gotten offers to go to Africa and, oh, and go do all of that, but he's just, a, he's a whitetail guy. Yeah. You know, that, that's just kind of what drives him. Um, he's just never, you know, done that before, but he's going to go with me. I told him how much fun I had last year, so he's going with me to Utah. And then I leave straight from Utah to go to New Mexico to go elk hunting. Um, is that all and bow generally, or do you do some gun and bow? Or it, it is it, it is bow. So my mule deer hunt is going to be the the one in Utah is going to be with a gun, but the one in Canada is going to be with a bow, and then the the elk hunt is going to be with a bow. And then I'm home for two weeks. I'm going to try to bow hunt here. If the weather's not too hot. It's 99 degrees here today. Oh, cool. yeah. so if it's that hot, then it's not going to work out. But um, we leave, and then I'm home for two weeks. Hopefully, going to hunt here, and then I go straight to Kansas. <clears throat> wow. Nice. When bird, you hunt bird, these places, hunt, hunt are you going to like friends' places, or are you guys go to outfitters, or how does that work? Yeah, uh, I drew a particular unit. D- David Blanton's been helping me try to set this up. I'm not really sure where I'm going uh, to New Mexico yet. I think David's trying to help me. Um, either one of his friends or an outfitter there is gonna is gonna um, is gonna let me hunt. So I'm not for sure on that. Uh, the Utah thing is an outfitter. Uh, and then the one in Canada is a friend of mine who has some buddies up there that let us come hunt. Nice. That's exciting. Hey, you know, you're always welcome to come to Michigan. I mean, we got plenty of does. <laughs> Waterfowl. <laughs> you're looking for a nice 95-inch buck. You're going to have a good time just it. hanging out with us, but you're, you're at, the hunting's not going to be necessarily, uh, well, how we say, very good. But We could try to get you on a 50-inch we could get you, Yeah, we can get you fishing because we got the Great Lakes, but that's about it. We'll, um, put, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put one of those deer on the front cover of mini bucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But I'll tell you one thing, we'll Tyler. We'll start, a, we'll start a new series with y'all called Mini Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're there filming. I, I tell you one thing, Tyler. You're doing the right thing uh, hunting these mule deer now because I did my first mule deer hunt last September, and I'm 62 years old. I should have started when I was 22 because we were in South Dakota in national grasslands, and it was either walking up or walking down, and I found out, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it is so much fun. Like, it's not what I expected. Well, the deal I did out in Canada last year is, and I have hunted Utah for a mule deer before, but I wasn't successful. But the Canada hunt, you pretty much, I mean, you ride around in a car the whole day, you know, glassing these fields and crawling through canola fields, and the, and the crops are so high. And I really thought it was going to be hilly out there, a lot of walking, but it was just the opposite. Um but it, we had so much fun. It's just being something about being eye level with big deer like that so close. It's yeah, really, really cool. I guess just because I've mostly hunted whitetail from a tree stand. But I've, I've become addicted to that mule deer stuff. I mean, it's probably, that was one of the coolest hunts I've ever had. Uh, not just because it was such a far shot, but just the hunt itself, just having to stalk. And when we, we were stalking that deer through the crops um, for probably two hours. Wow, and uh, but it but it was a lot of fun, and I I can't wait to go back there this year. It's a good place up there. So, so those are all the external hunts. When you stay home and hunt, are you guys hunting in Georgia? And, and what how much land do you guys hunt on down there? Yeah, we have a farm uh, that's you know fifteen minutes from our house. Uh, um, I think our pro- our property with a lodge on it. It doesn't have a ton of big deer. We, we just acquired more land around there so we can manage it a little bit better. But we have 2,200 acres there. And then up the road, um, it's like eight minutes from from our main farm. Um, that's where all the big deer are. It's 2,000 acres. Nice. So about 4,200 so acres that's, total? That's, yes, 4,200 acres total. And nice. uh, we have some really, really, really big deer there for Georgia. I mean, for Georgia. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. have, I mean, like, you know, a, one, a 150 here is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had the occasional 
you know, 160. My dad killed one a few years ago that was 165 with his bow. When I was 16, I killed wow. one that was 168. And those were the two biggest Georgia deer we've taken here. Wow. But uh, my sister's my sister shot the big deer last year. She shot one that was 162. Nice. So with a with a rifle but that's exciting you know luckily that we have good you know land neighbors around us yeah um, for one sure one of our neighbors is jeff Fo- is jeff foxworthy oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Awesome>. so, <laughs> that's cool i know so he's so he's our land neighbor um, how much land has jeff got the other land neighbor we have uh i would say it's roughly the same same that's cool well, that's probably, good at least it's a big amount of land yeah. you know to keep them in keep there the yeah 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 between it's the good. two, and, you know. and they're like we are. Yeah, they're like we are too. They're really particular on what you know they allow to shoot. Yeah, which you have to do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, people that say we, well, you know, we have a high fence down here. No, we just really try to manage it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's interesting. When we talked to everybody on the show, we talked to a lot of people, and um, there's it's so interesting to me. A lot of people in the industry, how much land they have. Some's a lot, some's not. So like in this case it's a good amount of land for sure compared to michigan what we have is like 20 acres i mean it's really ridiculous when you if you were to, if you were to come here you would think it's really ridiculous but and then we talked to jeff danker and jeff's got like forty thousand acres or something ridiculous in oklahoma we're like what the heck you know i'm like how the heck so it's just interesting the variation right. you know of, of everybody's got usually in the thousands though you know but it just mm-hmm. depends how many and in, in michigan it's not really possible there's we're too broken up there's yeah. too many owners too many you'd be lucky to have a thousand acres yeah. at even max 100, even 100 acres even 100 acres is hard to find here it's just you know it's a big big state i mean right. a lot of people live here that's the problem I mean, mm-hmm. in the city alone we're right. millions multi-millions you know but um, anyway, what I was going to ask you, and I was trying to get back to you here, is the turkey hunting. Now, when we watch the show on TV, is a lot of those hunts been done on, on that those lands? Yes, all of it, pretty much. Now, nice. now the stuff you see from Georgia, and then we have a lease in Alabama too. But yes, all of that is done on our farm. Now we do have a lot of turkeys down here. That's something that we have plenty of. Mm-hmm. So nice. Um, yeah. So like when when President Carter comes down here, or we have guests, they, they usually hunt the farm down here. Nice. Do you guys have like a? Do you have like a lodge or something they stay at? Yeah. So yeah, we have a lodge. Yeah, we have a lodge, a media center. So like a lot of our business meetings too, are are done up there at the farm. Um, you know, just because it is really pretty up there, you can see a lot of wildlife. Um, we have two main cabins and a media center. So whenever Perfect. we have partners or uh, you know, we that's where you'll see like on the monster bug videos, the archery tournament, all that's done up there at the farm. Perfect. I'm just checking my schedule. I'm free 9-1 through 9-15. <laughs> no, but we were, we were talking hey, to... you're going to have to come down there and see me sometime. I got to see it. I'm excited oh, yeah. to see that. Okay, so what about, like, what's your biggest deer you've taken? Um, in Kansas, in central Kansas, where we go, uh, has produced a lot of big deer for, for, for Dad and I over the years. It's been a really good place we go to. Um I guess it was, golly, uh, three years ago, maybe, or two years ago. No, it was three. I shot a 180. Wow. I shot a white belly. He, he was he was 180. And uh, I got to credit Dad for that one, though. Dad was there because I was in school at the time. I only had a few days to hunt. And, and Dad had been glassing this deer and, and, and let me hunt him. So I will give props to Dad for that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have a name for the deer? Did you name that thing? We Chester no, we didn't have a name for it. Well, we didn't have a name, but Dad didn't think that. I don't know if he would have let me hunt it, but he didn't think the deer was as big as it was. <laughs> yeah. So and then, then once, once, once we put a tape to him and he heard it was the baby, he was like, oh, I should never let you do that. I will never do that again. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. But, yeah, that's my biggest deer. But I, I tell you, probably the most proud I've been of the deer, though, is you know the deer we take off our farm just because we know those deer so well yeah and you know just because you put it put in a lot of work down here and you know the deer i took when i was young 168 i mean you know you grow a deer that's 160 in georgia you're just doing something right Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah that's you know it's 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 just really fun even going up there right now and seeing all those deer you just kind of feel attached to them in a way oh i can imagine i mean that's that's incredible, man. Like, that's a big deer. I mean, uh, Kansas, it was Kansas. I've never hunted Kansas. Is it like open prairie? Is it like uh, cornfields? Like, what kind of land? Yeah, it, it's open prairie. And, and, uh, and you know, they have river boxes there, t- there, too. And I don't know if it's like this in all other states, but those deer just travel. Those, I mean, those deer are constantly just moving. 
And, you know, there have been so many instances that we you know we'll have cameras out and we'll see new deer all the time. Yeah. You know, those deer just travel those dried up river bottoms and, they, and they're just, you know, looking and checking for those, especially during the rut. There's so many deer that, you know, will show up that we've just never seen, you know, either before the season. Because we'll set up cameras, you know, here in the next couple of weeks out there. And I, you know, I'll see deer starting when I hunt in October that I've never seen in September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes Kansas so much fun to hunt when the rut's on it and it's really good out there. There's just no telling what you're going to see. Yeah, that's... No telling. And, and, you can, and you can see for a long ways, too. I mean, Dad and I were in a ground blind. And usually, you know, you hunt anywhere else, you can't see real far. But, you know, we were seeing deer, you know, five, six hundred yards out and, you know, watching them come in to feed with us. Have you ever, have you you ever know, had a... Have you ever had a hunt that was actually like scary, like a hippo or anything like that charged you, or you, you're like, oh man, like a bear or something? Yeah, actually, I have, but it was a uh, water buffalo. Oh, and yeah, I, like I was that. in Arkansas. That seems very normal. Like they they must charge a lot of people a year. They don't like people. No. Yeah. 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 No, it was it was it was crazy. We flew down there to Buenos Aires and then took a, a charter plane to Argentina or to uh, to the camp where we were at. And um, it was the last day, and we had shot dove and ducks or whatever. And, and the guy was like, do you want to shoot a water buffalo? I was like, heck yeah, I want to shoot a water buffalo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so we went, and we were going to film up. it. And, and so they, they, they travel in herds, too. They all travel together. Um, and so we were sitting there, and, and the, there was two big ones that we had picked out. They got separated. We were going to shoot, and they were just feeding. Well, there was a, a group that was closer to us, and next thing you know like i look over I, I look out of the corner of my left eye and this bull is just taking off running at us and he gets to about 30 30 yards and it looks like he's running full speed we have this footage here at the office and he just and then and then my guide gets in front of me in the gun and just starts waving at him and eventually the, the, the bull kind of checks up and uh you know he, he ducked down below the gun and said you gotta shoot him you gotta shoot him so i I had I shot him right in the chest, and wow. he said, "Yeah, he said we're, just, we're we're really lucky he stopped, or I was, you know, it would have been like he would have been maybe ten yards before he got this close." Because you know? <laughs> the, 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 the guy was probably twenty yards behind me, so he couldn't see it that well. But when I kind of looked up and I said, I said to the camera, I said, "He's running right to us," <laughs> and then I looked back at our guide, and he, he peeked over my shoulder and saw him coming. So. That was kind of scary. That's probably the closest I've come to, you know, crap my pants. But yeah. um, I was gonna say, man, that's. But besides that, you know, I, I've never, I've never had no white tail attack. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the guy who had the urine on him, and the deer was just smashing the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. That dude definitely yeah, wasn't that wearing was a real tree. Um, what about the production part of it? I, you know, I know there's a lot of cameras. You guys are doing a lot of filming. Is that something you spend a lot of time on, or is it kind of like okay, just during hunting season? You know, and, and is it done in house or is it external? Yeah, it's all done in house. We have a um, video production team here. We have, uh, you know, we have one person designated toward Realtree Outdoors. We have the Realtree's Monster Bucks on Sportsman's Channel, and that's like a history of all of our videos. Yeah. Kind wow. of like a highlight. A this, this year, this year <laughs> we're doing like. <laughs> Um, we're going by each DVD. So, like, we started with Volume 1 and Volume 2 for Episode 1, and we're doing that all the way um, this season uh, until we get to our last DVDs from this year. And then we have Realtree Road Trips, which we still do. So Michael is still hosting that. Uh, Nick and T-Bone are still on there. We'll have the occasional, you know, guest on there that that hosts the show. So we have producers for all of those shows. And then we do use some freelance people, but... We try to use the guys here as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. That's cool, and uh, it, it's nice that it's in house. You guys can actually, you know, watch it and get yeah. put your input in on it and get a feel Different for it. Guys sitting around and yeah, I mean it's yeah, and we have a really good team. Like this, like they've been here for a really long time. Um, you know, we have a really good group group of guys out there that uh, you just know, you know, what makes a good show. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think, you know, we didn't actually, you know, I was just thinking, we didn't really talk about real trees bow hunting patterns. And it, it, mm-hmm. the thing about them, I guess, I guess, you know what, Tyler, tell us what patterns you guys recommend for like Midwest, uh, which pattern would you would think be the best for Midwest and, or what people like, I guess. Yeah, I mean, extra is, uh, real tree extra is what I've used up there. 
Um, it looks really good. I mean, I, David Bland's hunted in the Realtree XT up there, too, and it's looked amazing. I think it's just personal preference. But, um, you know, you may want to go try the Realtree XT. Uh, you know, Drake, non-typical, does some really good gear. And, uh, you know, they have a, a line of Realtree XT. But, um, you know, every time I go to Kansas, I think Realtree Extra works really good there. And then you never know. I, I can't say much, but we may have some other patterns with words that, that, that could be good for up there, too. So. <laughs> I've used the uh, – I also use the Michigan a lot. And, and actually, when I was in Canada and Ontario hunting bear, I used the Max 1 XD. And uh, I – you know, I when you see the videos and stuff, it, I'm blended in very, very well. And I think that um, – for here, it wouldn't it wouldn't seem to make sense, but it definitely made sense up in up in Canada because a lot of these things in that camel pattern are actually there on the ground. I believe that sage on there uh, or whatnot, but those are the kinds of things that it looks like there. And, and it was like, uh, have you ever been to Ontario? I never have. No. Okay, so yeah, you definitely want to go. And <laughs> you, you when you step on, it's interesting. Uh, Kevin's been there like 30 times now, but you know, the interesting (laughs) part about it is when you, when you're in the wild there, it's first off, you're on what they call Queensland. It's like 700,000 acres. And it's actually funny. I had this conversation with Bud Fisher earlier today about this, but they, you know, their land is like walking on pillows. Like when you're not on the road and you're walking, there's so much moss and sage and all these different things that when you step, like it's like you step on a pillow, like literally a pillow that's covered on with dirt over the top of it. And so you can get a feel for not only the moss concept and like how it relates to the patterns out there, but also like how a bear can sneak up on you. Like it's nothing because it's so quiet and they got the pads on top of it. It's like walking on pillows. It's hilarious. Wow. So what, so what pattern do you think would be good for out there? I'm still thinking the max one. I don't know. What do you guys think? Kevin, you've been there 10 times. Yeah. I, I think that one would be good. The max one for sure. What was that? You're I think, too far away. Yeah. I think the max, <laughs> the max one would be, uh, would be a great Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, we went, we, we went there. We went there at the end of summer, so all the leaves are still on the trees. I mean, I think. Right. Like, think know, most of them I like the green, you know. It's, the extra yeah, green? The put a little got, green like, in there. Yeah, I figure all the. You the could do that one too. And, uh, you you know, definitely, pine trees. And, you definitely don't, do not want Max 5. I was about to say, Realtree Extra Green may look good up there too. Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. I just. There's a lot of pine. I just did a bear hunt in. Quebec and that real tree extra green. It was a spring hunt and everything was popping green. So that oh, would be really well. That was a spring. Yeah, this was yeah, a fall. So right, yeah, I that, get it. That would yeah. be great for the spring. I mean, you could you could get away with any of the three, I mean, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Right. Um, I think what I saw in the trees and stuff kind of mimicked more the uh, M, the Max One. So you know, when I looked at the trees, right. they had like a white on them of like the sage or moss. I think it's sage. Am I saying that right? Is it sage? I'm not sure. Or a moss? I don't know what it is, but it. You guys can correct me on the podcast. <laughs> Leave your comments below. Yeah, I, I don't know how much different it is than Alberta, but when I was in Alberta, I, that was the best effectiveness yeah. I've ever seen from our XT pattern yeah. without there. I don't know how much the territory differs, but um, it looked really, really good when I was hunting mule deer out there. Nice, yeah. I mean, there's so many great options and exciting that you guys are coming out with new stuff. And again, that logo just really kills it. Um, I think, you know, it, it's exciting, too, you know, when people, you know, you know I don't want to ask you, there's, dang it, I almost forgot. What is your, your bow hunting rig? What are you using? That's what I was going to ask you. Because you were talking about that um, long-distance shot. I was thinking, what sites are you using to do it? And broadhead. Yeah, so I, I get I get pretty stuck, like, you know, we're, we're lucky to have such a good relationship with Hoyt. That's what Dad and I have been shooting for a long time. But I get so, when I get with a bow that I really like, I really have a hard time letting it go. Yeah, and I know they're going to send us, you know, their latest and greatest the, the next year. But um, and it's kind of a few years old. But I've been shooting the Hoyt Spider. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I love that bow. It's just very light. Um, you know, especially for when you're hunting out west and you're walking around a lot. I mean, it's just really easy to carry around. So, and I've, I've been using. They're not in business anymore. Dad and I have like three of them left, and we just keep putting it on our new bows. But I have the track side, track single okay. pin mm-hmm. track side. I was going to yeah, say, I didn't um, notice. I, didn't, I couldn't figure out what that brand was. I saw the picture, and I'm zoomed in on it. Normally, I'm yeah, pretty good at products. That's, but. That's, 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 that's probably why, because they're not in business. But, <laughs> but it, they, they, they've been our favorite side. And I've, I've shot the Spot Hog, too. I really like those sides. Yeah. Um, and then this year, I just got it yesterday, actually. I posted it to my Instagram story yesterday. But uh, I got my I got the new Defiant. Nice. The nice. 30. I got the Defiant 30, and I got it dipped in Real Tree Original. 
Oh. So I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited about that. I'm going to have to make a decision though if I'm going to what I'm going to do with the with the site. Can y'all recommend a good site? Oh my God, man! There's so many of them. Uh, we like a lot of black gold, Montana black gold. Um, they're great sites, and you know the thing about Montana black gold is they had a photochromatic shell on the top. So what happens is when you're out there and you're uh, they, actually they were just on this podcast. You should listen to it a couple uh, weeks ago, Dustin there. But when when you're in sun. The, the photochromatic shell turns purple and it actually blocks the sun out for you automatically so it does not overexpose your pins. Oh, wow. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. They have a lifetime warranty, so That's if you cute. hit it, break it, anything happens, they'll replace it, no questions asked. So a lot of people, you know, if they're wow. driving, the bow falls out of a truck, it breaks the head off. They just send it back and they give them a new one. I mean, that's how cool they are. They, they don't mess around. They're mm-hmm. they're legit. And um, they have a, a, gold, a pure series, which is a lighter aluminum. And uh, they have all the options and pin size. Uh, you can do anything you want, literally. Like, they have all custom okay. options. So I, I would suggest, uh, you know, after the podcast, we can talk about that. But, you know, give them a call. And uh, yeah. Dustin there is a great guy, and he'll, he'll get it set up for you the right way. And it's just nice to be able to kind of select what you want. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want a moving site, they actually have the Ascent, too, as well. But we have also used the HHAs a lot, and those are fine, too, mm-hmm. except for their one pin. And a lot of people like me, I prefer three pins. Yeah. I'm okay if they move or don't move, but... I like to have three pins, especially in Michigan. We're on tree stands a lot, and as deer come in, I just want to do a quick check. You know, one, two, three, right? I can Plus choose self filming, right? And yeah. self filming, self-filming a single pin is just with a, a movable site. Yeah, <laughs> self filming's hard, and we do a lot right. of that. We try to, you know, we try to go after the amateur hunter. Like, hey, this is Mr. Joe Blow, and this is you know what he would do if he's trying to film his own hunt. So we try to show it that way. It's easier, and it's not easy, but it's that's what they would do. So we're trying to do it the best we can, and. Doing a like an optimizer type deal is a little bit tricky for that, considering it's a single pin. But yeah, box. I definitely want to look at something. I, I'm I'm sure y'all are probably the same way to an extent. But I just like when I find something that works <clears throat> and that is proven to be effective. Like I had a really good year last year. I just don't like to change it up. Yeah, yeah. Like Unfortunately, I, I, like yeah. I know the, I know the boy, I know the bow from point is probably good, but I just I know yeah. I know for a fact that spider works. Yeah. But, oh, um, for sure. That's, but I'll try it out. I wish I could know that feeling, though. Yeah. I gave up on that a few years ago. We don't just, let. Yeah, yeah. We have to change every year with the clients what they want. But that's why. That's why I kill all my beer with Ramcrat broadheads because <laughs> they work. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and broadheads are always a big issue here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll. You know, once in a while we'll get like a broadhead sponsor for our shows when we had the shows, and you know, like four guys would be like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, let's do it, and then they, all of a sudden they'd be like. Oh, this is the worst product I ever used, and I'm not using it no more. And da da da, and you know, and it's just a nightmare. Right? right? I'm trying to play a politics yeah. and go to the client, go back to them. It is horrible, man. Like it was just, you know. So I, from then on, I said, "We'll never do that again." You get what you want, go to the store and buy it. I'm done. <laughs> right. right. So, 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 what broadhead are y'all shooting now? So we do a lot of Ramcat because we love it and it works very, very good. So the Ramcat, uh, both their varieties, they now have a mechanical, which we have not actually shot at a deer yet, so we can't, you know, say it's the best thing ever. But Ramcat, um, what's the other one? Dead Ringer. Dead Ringer is a new one we've been playing with. Had some good success off the bat, but we've been only doing turkey with it so far. So we have some experience, you know, Chris, I got to talk to you about that <laughs> if you're listening to this. But we got to get more of the... the um, the whitetail stuff going, and you know, we killed the turkey with it. It was great, no problem. But now we're talking serious stuff coming up, right? We can't mess a whitetail deer up. This isn't a turkey. You know, you get your only one chance, especially in Michigan, and uh, you got to get it right. So, right. Ramcat, uh, Dead Ringer, and uh, we were doing Executioner for a while. They're a smaller brand out of Texas, and they they were good. We didn't have any issues, um, but we just wanted to change it up, try something different. Um, and we've used a lot of Rage over the years, and, and never uh, nobody in our team. Has ever well, if we ever had a rage issue, Bry? Anybody? That's no, I don't think so. Well, three blade yeah. only one time with a three blade rage, no. and we never use those again. But I, 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 I had an issue, but I think it was an old rubber band. So oh, it opened in flight. I, yeah, I can't, mm. I can't blame it on you. Yeah. Had, so I guess the question is, every year. do you normally do a mechanical or do you normally do a fixed? Yeah, I, I do the mechanical. I've been shooting that Spitfire Max. Oh yeah, yeah. those are. I mean, naps. And, yeah, and, and I love it. You can't go wrong with that one. I agree with you there. You, you once you're in, the whole nap thing's great. I mean, mm-hmm. they've never. I, I've I only have good positive things no. to say about nap. They've only done. You know, what was the crazy one with the serrated bl- th- blades? It was three blade mechanical. That thing was out of control. Serrated blades yeah. from from NAP. Yeah. Oh, is this the tornado? Spit, right. The, no, is it? Spit, no. Sp- 
It was, it was Spitfire oh, something, that's I think. Kill me. Yeah. It was I just another variety of it. Those. Oh, it was another variety of it. That's all it was. Yeah. Just a, yeah. a spinoff. Uh, but they, you know, Nap's yeah. done a great job. Yeah. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, I think Nap's done a great job and their selection. I think they're really good. I think they've they've definitely done it. The only thing about Nap, though, is I just don't hear a lot about them. And I think they're a very quiet company, which is good and bad. You know, it just depends on them. But just don't hear a lot. It's not like they're pushing. Now, Ramcan, the other hand, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, they're owned by Arcus now. And they're, you know, and they also own Trophy Taker, too. Mm-hmm. So you get the Trophy Taker Shuttle T, which has been very well known. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, yeah. A lot of success with that Ramcat. A lot of dead bears. <laughs> about, so, about 15, 20 yards each. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that was... Uh, and, uh, you know, Tyler, like I said, man, oh, we got some great hunting in Michigan. You want to come up here and get a great hunt in? <laughs> you won't waste your time. I mean, come on. <laughs> we got like some, I we, said, like I said, you are going to be the new pro staff for many bucks. <laughs> I think we got some good ones that are We're going to start so. a whole new web series with BHP mini bucks <laughs> <laughs> can we put like we'll put like jamie's face on it though not mine no, no. it's got like a little buck next to him he's like petting it it's like a little deer it's like I, little buck I, remember that I, little I, buck I just, thing? I, I just told dad i said it's my first week working in real tree we have a new initiative mini bucks <laughs> <laughs> this, this buck is 27 inches all day long we're dropping all the big tv shows we do we're only doing mini bucks it's like a That's little. Right. It's like the real tree logo, hey, real small, real small, like just a tiny That's one. Right. Hat. Hey, at least we're at least we're killing stuff. <laughs> Fill that freezer. They all taste good. Yeah, I'll say That's the lamb chops, right? Anyway, all right, Tyler. Hey, man, thanks a lot for being on the podcast. We highly appreciate it. And uh, you know, real tree, awesome stuff. You guys are just really killing it in the industry. Always have been. Um, really an honor to have you on here. Thank like you. I said, we've. We've grown up watching Real Tree, all of us, and like I was telling you earlier, I grew up watching you grow up, which is very yeah. odd. But and I was growing up myself at the same time. But you know, it's one of those things. But hey, man, thanks a lot. We we really appreciate it. Good luck this year. Yeah, hey, good luck. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on here. And I'm serious when I say it. Anytime you guys want to come down here and check out the farm or come spend a few days, I don't care. If, you know, if it's not to hunt, even just come hang out. But during turkey season or maybe later this fall, we can connect and and uh, go hunting or something together. Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.